If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, August 10th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful that every Thursday at our office, there are community bagels. They do, mm-hmm. they do breakfast. Good ones too. Really bagel Boys. Bagel Boys Bakery. Really good bagels. And on Thursday afternoons, they do a happy hour. And it just starts and ends the day on a great note. It really does. I mean, we are like getting so spoiled there. It is because first of all, they have snacks twice a day. Yep. They have breakfast every day, I think. They have or some- every other day. I you You can say breakfast with- Finger quotes, because sometimes they have yogurt and fruit, which Mm -hmm. I would say is a breakfast. Yeah. Or they have bagel with cream cheese, which I would say is a breakfast. Mm -hmm. Earlier this week, they just had uh, gourmet donuts. Last week they had- Which would not be a breakfast in my No, I can't eat that That, for breakfast. I'll sleep all day. Right. But it's a good- at mid at mid morning snack. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also do Chick Fil A. They do little happy hour. It's just cool. It's well, so cool. And they have a fridge of stuff that you can just get snacks from. That's string, where Jeff gets his hard boiled eggs. String cheese. String cheese. Yogurt. Canned soda. Mm-hmm. Free. Yep. Free. I mean, with the membership. But yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Industrious because we are getting spoiled. The um, building that our office is in, is doing a reception this afternoon. Did you see what it is? Oh my gosh, puppies and Prosecco. Yes. So they, once a month, they do a building-wide gathering. Mm -hmm. And the theme, I think last month was uh, barbecue. Not barbecue, pulled pork barbecue, but barbecue grilled grilled burgers and hot dogs Mm -hmm. for 4th of July, summer theme. Uh, The one this month is Prosecco and puppies. So- out in front of the building, they're going to be doing glasses of Prosecco and letting you play with puppies. Like, amazing. What's not to love about an office ba- an office building? Like, who wouldn't want to rent space in that building? Is it weird to bring Ellie to it? I was wondering that. I mean, why not, right? Yeah. It would yeah. be those people. Well, but- it's not like she's going to be drinking. So no, she's not going to drink it to take anything of value. I have to tell you before we start the show, I have had the weirdest sensation the past 24 hours. I feel like I'm going to sneeze, but I can't. So I just feel like I chronically have pepper in my nose or some things. And it like makes my eyes water, but I have not let out a sneeze. It's so weird. You're having a weird day. You're having a weird 48 hours because you told me yesterday morning, you said, I just want to let you know that I might cry at any moment for something as silly as not being able to find my highlighter. Yeah, like I have been on the verge of tears for the past two days. Um, I blame the baby for that Um, because I'm not normally a like, you know. The dream thing, which I want to talk more about in a second. The dream thing, which was crazy. The sneeze thing, which is weird. And I did a lot of research on this and you're not supposed to feel your baby moving for a while. Yeah. But I woke up yesterday morning feeling like someone had opened a can of Sprite and poured it into my belly. Like it was just like little bubbles in my stomach to the point where I like couldn't go back to sleep. And I was like, I think that's the baby. And then I did all this research and it's like, no, you can't feel it. Probably just gas. And I was like, mm, yeah, if, it so. feel, if it's bubbles, if it feels like that, because I remember when you first felt 
the baby move with Ellie, you were so you felt it and you were certain that's what it was, but you were you you I remember you I remember exactly where you were. And and you said, I think I just felt the baby move. No. And you were second guess. You were very there's no doubt in your mind that's what it was. Yeah. I, I really think it was the baby, but then I the internet says it. But it felt like a poke. That's what you the one before. Yeah, no, this just this felt like it's the baby. Little, it's, it's just the baby making you burpy. Um, but I haven't burped. I know. So I don't know. It's just the baby tor- torturing you. Baby's like, I'm going to make you sneeze. Want I to sneeze. seriously feel like I'm about to burst into tears. I'm going to make you want to cry. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to make you want to burp. I'm a hot mess. I'm a hot mess. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful. Did I say what I was grateful for out loud to you? Because now I can't remember, but I really, oh, oh, I'm grateful for this place down the street from us. Um, It's called Park and Pooch. And the reason that I love it and that I'm so grateful for it is because our dogs, and I feel like a lot of our listeners have dogs like this. I don't know if we're calling them like reactive dogs right now. We're just, our dogs don't, Sadie's fine. Lily and Sadie together aren't super nice to other dogs. They bark, they get excited. They're just, so anytime I usually defer to Jeff to take them to the vet because it just makes me anxious. Like I don't want a little dog to come in. Like cat people are really good about having cats in crates, but I feel like little dogs are also the people that are like short or the retractable leash dogs. You you just have to understand when you are tra- in public with with those two together waiting room in the vet, waiting room in the groomer, wherever. Uh, Sadie is the instigator. Sadie? If you control Sadie, Lily doesn't care. Did you just hear what you said, though? Try to control a beagle? She has. A, she's going to do whatever she wants. Snacks. Oh, if I just keep snacks in my hand and yes. then she'll just focus on me? And any place you go that has dogs has a, has a, a, a fishbowl of snacks. Yeah. Somewhere. Sadie's totally food motivated. Yeah. Anyway, and, it, and if Sadie doesn't, if if Sadie doesn't start it, Lily just she she's she Lily doesn't care. So the um, vet. That's why I don't like taking them to the vet to get their nails trimmed. And so there's this place down from us, down the street from us, that Jeff actually discovered during the pandemic that we went to. They had a drive up, like nail and spa day dog service. So you could drive up and they kept it going, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And I am loyal to them now because all I have to do is drive up and then they come to your car, get your dogs, go do what they got to do and then return the dogs. And it's fantastic. Make the appointment on your app and then they yeah. send you they send you a text to confirm it. It is so you, low maintenance. Do you call them when you get there or do they- No, they you just, just pull up pull and up? they watch the like little carpool area or whatever. It is incredibly easy. And the dogs get bandanas, which is so cute. Oh, I, there is nothing cuter to me than a dog, a clean dog with a bandana. So cute. We try to engage Ellie in conversation. She's almost three and try to ask her questions beyond how was your day to like, well, one, get information out of her, but also to teach her how to hold her own in conversation. You know, how to respond to people with more than one word answers, whatever. So it's something that we do in our communications with her. Jeff is particularly <laughs> good at it. I'm not doing it for any reason other than to get the gossip. Last night, 
Ellie was telling us, Jeff's like, so what happened at school today? And Ellie's like, so-and-so bit so-and-so. And I I think I turned around. I was like, what? And this is like the gossip that we're getting, right? At this, at this point. And it's always, you know, somebody threw a book at somebody. Somebody took someone's toy. Um, so, yeah. And I, I'm always trying to find out. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I appreciate the fact that it helps her with conversation. I'm just trying to find out what the intel is at the school. What's going on in Beverly Hills 90210. Right. And one thing that I thought you do, but you're very good at like engaging her in meaningful conversation and asking her questions. And I think a couple nights ago, you asked her a question that I thought was so smart that I think that we should be asking her more. And if you're a parent, maybe this is something or a teacher and you are looking for like new questions or new ways to engage kids. Jeff asked her, um, what, who did you help today at school? And I thought that was really cool. And uh, did she say nobody? No, she told us who she helped. And then upon further interrogation, I think she just stole that person's crayons or stole that person's puzzle. <laughs> so we got to work on what helping people means. Right. Um, but I thought that was a great question. And I put that up. on. I, I actually think when I completely, when I totally grilled her, I think she said that she helped, she took someone's puzzle and finished it and made them cry. Okay, so we got to work on that definition mm -hmm. for sure. But I thought the question was really great. And I put that on my Instagram and somebody said that they um, were a nanny and that the parents did that in their house and also said, who helped you today? So it was kind of like a, you know, double- Well, I've been question. asking her the who helped you um, because she's, the, the potty training is still going on. We're, she's 90% there, 95% there. Yeah, I would say she's there though. Thing that we she gets it, and in all of her spaces that she routinely goes, we're good. The only thing that we haven't gotten in a routine of is public bathrooms. But I gotta be honest, I can't remember the last time I used a public bathroom. I mean, I just don't I don't like it. So I'm not worried about that right now. But I wanna make sure that she's doing well, right, at school. Mm -hmm. But I also don't wanna make potty training the focus of every conversation, right? I don't right. want to, I don't want there to be the the pressure mm -hmm. there for it. So I that's how the uh who helped you today question came up the other day cuz I just wanted her to say who took her into the bathroom? Who helped? Who does she ask? And we got that. We did get that. You are someone that really enjoys helping people though. So, and I think you get really proud of Ellie if you hear that she did something kind for someone else or helped another kid or whatever. So I think that fosters that. All right. And with this is, we, we got it. Somebody was very confused because we have been talking about the fifth. This is the start of our fifth year. Mm -hmm. And we either didn't make that clear or somebody misheard us because we got a voicemail. Uh, I don't know if I included it in yesterday's montage or not, but it was a voicemail from somebody saying, why do you keep talking about your fifth year? This is your fourth year. It's technically the start. We're kicking it's off. It's not technically. It is the start of our fifth year, right? Mm -hmm. So it's our fourth birthday, mm -hmm. but it's the, the fact that we're starting year number five of doing this daily podcast mm -hmm. is, and which has, you know, led us into 1022 projects, et cetera, et cetera. That is why we keep using the number five. Mm-hmm. And to acknowledge that 
milestone, however you want to phrase it. Callie and I have been, been compiling some notes on lessons learned over the past four years about embarking on your own journey. And I have a few that I would like to share okay. today. Okay. Um, number one for today is comparison is the biggest thief. If you spend your time, even one minute of your time, comparing yourself to others, then that is one minute of your time that you will not spend making yourself better. Mm -hmm. And you'll never, you rarely are going to compare yourself. Most people don't compare themselves to products or things that they find to be inferior, right? right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, which is not a knock on other things or whatever. You're not going to compare. It's just, an, it's human nature to only compare yourself to the things best. Things that are better. Yeah. The best or better versions of, of what you're doing. So you're never, ever, ever going to be get satisfaction from that. It's mm -hmm. just going to steal your time away from making your product better. Now, that being said, I do think it's important to see what else is out there. Keep a just, pulse on stuff. Yeah, and see what other people are doing that you could do better. Mm -hmm. Or what other people are doing that you can say, oh, that's going to be their lane. They can do that. Right. And that's going to be fine. So uh, so that's, that's one. Um, you don't have to be, and, and I am proof of this, you don't have to be a genius to be better than 90% of the other people in your field. Because most people aren't going to put themselves out there and step out there and take the risk to do what you're doing. So you can get away with being average, right? You just have to be confident and willing to take the risk and bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean quit your job tomorrow and go pursue an endeavor that you really like, but you're not good at. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you did, having that confidence and the willingness to put in the work will put you farther ahead than people who are smarter than you. Yeah. And I would say a large number of people, something that I've learned, which is a weird realization. I think we all, people who are motivated, especially people who are self-motivated, which I would consider myself self-motivated, um, assume that everyone around them is also self-motivated. Yes. And yes. I don't think that's the truth for at least half of people. Yes. And that's not a judgment. But I think that a lot of people are totally fine being average. Actually, I know a lot of people that are totally fine being average. They're comfortable in it. They're fine. Life is good. Don't rock the boat. Don't like just be. And that's the way that they love to live their life. And that's great. What makes you, if you have the drive, that sets you further apart than you think it does. Um, and then the last thing that I want to point out is no matter how many times you've been told by your employer that you are family and that they are, you know, so excited to have you be a part of the team and we're going to take this company into the future and all of that stuff, at the end of the day, when business happens and if cuts have to be made, you are just a box on a spreadsheet. Yes. And it's painful and it's difficult to hear. But when difficult decisions have to be made, 
Do you want to be the one making them about yourself or do you want somebody else doing it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you want, do you want to have full control of how you can pivot and change and adjust and do whatever you need to do in order to keep your salary coming in? Or do you want to let another person decide your fate just because it's the way business is going? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's hard to hear, but this is something to keep in mind. So, uh, so that's what, that's my business wisdom for today. And I am not the only wise person in the upside community. We have an upside listener who posted just a few minutes ago, just just before we hit record, in our Facebook group regarding your dream from yesterday. I saw this, and I wish that I hadn't read it because I didn't know that you were gonna. Um, I think it's bring th- it up on the show. Do you think it's as brilliant as I do? Yeah, I think it's amazing, and she did the research on it. So she's not someone I think that knows um, a ton about dreams, but she did the research on it and said, "Here's what I think Callie's weird dream was." Should I recap in twenty seconds my dream? Yeah, if you can. Okay, my dream was that I was walking around downtown Atlanta with two birds and I was like a bird person and the birds were constantly with me and I was constantly trying to help them. Like a pirate. They were sitting on your shoulder and stuff, Yeah, right? like one was on my shoulder, one was my hand. And um, then I went home and I looked in my freezer and my babysitter from childhood had put live bunnies in my freezer because she said she wanted to cook them and it made me really, really upset. And I was like, well, you don't do that. Like you don't cook. Like, I'm not going to eat that, first of all. And second of all, they're live bunnies. Like, you don't do that. So I was really upset about that. And it was just a weird dream. So the interpretation of um, Jean, who posted in our Facebook group, is that the two birds represent... Maybe Jeannie. Jeannie? Mm -hmm. J-E-A-N-N-E. Jeannie. Okay. The two birds represent Ellie James and Baby Dollar. And you are just being a protective mama, keeping those birds Birds. slash babies close. Uh, The bunnies in the freezer symbolize your creativity, talent, and elegance. And she got that from doing a Google search Mm -hmm. about symbolism of of rabbits and dreams, I guess. Um, And the babysitter wanting to cook them is the babysitter actually asking you to recognize your positive traits to do something with those things that are currently locked away in the freezer more than you currently are. Make use of those gifts that are standing by. I forget. Even even though it horrifies you. Yeah. Make use of those. I forget that dreams are often not dire and horrible. Like that death in a dream doesn't mean death in person. Like that's not the interpretation. I never dreams. I I never, ever, ever remember my dreams. And I had a horrific nightmare right before we got pregnant with Ellie. Right before we found out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was after you were pregnant, but before we found out, is that right? Yeah. Cause it was the night before we found out I was pregnant with Ellie. I had the most horrible dream about a very close friend of mine leaping off a very tall building. I don't remember if I, knew that he died because of the leap or I just assumed it was high enough that there's no way he could have survived, mm-hmm. but it shook me and I, I couldn't, and somebody 
before we found out that you were pregnant. Because you're like, is my friend going to die? Is my friend going to, like, you were also equating it to literal death. And somebody said, no, that person, think of what they represent to you, et cetera, et cetera. That's a, a, a death, a violent death like that is actually a rebirth or a birth of sorts. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it is. Doesn't explain, though, all the electronic short-circuiting that we had. Because what Callie left out of that recap is that this dream occurred on the anniversary of the passing of that babysitter passing away. Mm-hmm. And. And I didn't know that. I It showed up on my Facebook memories. For the first third of yesterday's episode of The Upside, our equipment couldn't have been more malfunctioning more. There yeah. were shorts in it. The cables were loud. It was just, it was we weird. had to shut everything down and restart it to get rid of that. So that doesn't explain why she's haunting us. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A new fear has been unlocked in my life. And this is a news story that's going around in Georgia. I think it's actually made national headlines because it's so outrageous, but it's true. There was a woman uh, mowing her lawn in her yard. As one does. As one does. And a snake falls from the sky. From a tree? I'll get there. Falls from the sky. She's in like an open field area. Uh Uh-huh. And wraps around her arm and she can't get it off. And it's like squeezing really tight. This is completely true. Then a hawk came down and was attacking her and then eventually got the snake off and took it away. Was the hawk attacking her or was the hawk saving her from the snake? Okay, here's what experts think happened. They think that the... Hawk had the snake like in its beak oh. and was flying yeah. and it fell from the air onto the woman and the snake like immediately grabbed onto her and then the hawk was trying to get its dinner like no 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 this is my dinner but it was in a, it was attacking the woman and I'm like so oh the my snake god wiggle wormed out of the hawk's claws yes in <laughs> flight it came out of nowhere. A snake fell out of the sky and attacked this woman. And I have to say, like- It didn't attack her. It said, please save me. And the woman said, what gentle snake? And before the snake could even say it again, the hawk came in and got its dinner. She was screaming bloody murder. And I will say, in she is a true upsider because her perspective wasn't, I can't believe that horrible thing happened to me. But she was like, thank God I was able to survive something that could have been catastrophic. She could have lost an eye from the paw. She, a lot could have she happened. Could have been, it could have been a, uh, what is it, copperhead? She could have been bitten by the snake. Could have bitten by the snake. Yeah. Wasn't her quote, 
Didn't she scream out, Jesus, take the wheel or something? She had a very funny quote where when it happened, she said, I think she was just like, literally I can't explain this for Jesus. So Jesus. Just, the only thing I could think of was just to call on Jesus to come and help me. Of course. Cause that's, a, isn't that biblical? Isn't that at the, isn't that in the old Testament snakes falling from the sky? I don't know. But oh, Lord was the hawk Jesus. Whoa. What's the symbolism Whoa. in that? All right. Here are your three random things for today. According to Spotify wedding playlists, the most popular wedding song is Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Really? What? I could see that for a live band. But this is Spotify. Oh, yeah. If I could think of, I, and I Will Always Love You, I Will Always Love You, that one. And, uh, right? That's what it's yeah. called? That would be. I, I would think it was like At Last. Right. I could think of a million songs. It's a good before. party song, though. That's a good party song. Oh, to get to fill up the dance floor? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because everybody knows the song. Everybody yeah. sings the lyrics. Yeah, I can see it. Hmm. Anyways, uh, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, number one wedding song. Your second random thing for today is a recent survey reveals that one of the biggest causes of conflict between men and women is the summer thermostat. Men are comfortable in colder temperatures that leave women shivering. And this is because women have less blood than men circulating in their veins. Um, but I have to say, like, I like being chilly. I'm always colder than Jeff, but you will never hear me complain about being it being too cold in this house. Because what am I doing right now, Jeff? You would rather be cold and have a blanket, even in the summer. Yeah, what am I doing right now? You have a blanket around you. I do. You'd rather be cold. I didn't think- I you like to be cozy. I didn't think it was because women had less blood. I thought it was because, because women are women that when they get cold, the blood rushes to their torso to protect their baby-making parts. Yeah, that's what, that's what I, I thought, I too. I had always thought. But um, your third random thing is, and I've actually heard this before, and I, I remember trying it, and it does work. If you're going to take a short nap, 40 minutes or less, you know, if you're just going to lie down for 20 minutes, half hour, right before you take that nap, have some caffeine. So have a shot of espresso, have a, 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 you know, your fancy Starbucks drink, have a Coke, whatever. It takes about 20 to 30 minutes for the caffeine to affect your alertness. So you'll get a solid nap, but you'll wake up very alert. Love it. I think I learned that. I think somebody told me that in college and I, or no. Somebody no, told, you've done that. Uh, you did it as a three random thing like years ago. And then you tried it. Oh. Hmm. Well, it doesn't affect memory. You still have a crappy memory if you do that. Those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pass Cast. Peace to you.